I'm black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black and you're black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black and you're black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, 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 Robin e here on a brand new episode of Pillow Talk. As always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in with me. I love you. You're beautiful. You the best. Make sure you are subscribed to Pillow Talk Podcast streaming on all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, so you don't have no excuse. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of y'all only having one streaming service. You need to get some other shit, all right? Because I'm everywhere. Damn it. So make sure that you subscribe. Make sure you're following me on Facebook, Pillow Talk Podcast, to chat live with me when I do all my interviews. I'm also live as well on Twitter whenever I drop an interview. So make sure that you tap in because I love to see it. Y'all been showing mad love these last couple of live interviews, and I really do appreciate that. The guests have been feeling so special, and that's what we love. That's what we love to see. Your girl had an amazing day today, okay? I just, I feel very blessed. I feel very powerful. I am officially a new co-host for The Juice Chicago, which is an amazing radio show out in the Chicagoland area. They interview artists, they cover events, they cover, you know, everything and new that happens out in the city and everywhere really so i'm excited that i will be a part of the team every wednesday you guys can check us out on fluent radio and you can follow us on facebook and instagram at the juice chicago so this is an all-woman production run show which i'm super excited to be a part of i cannot stress how much the importance is in having a team y'all now, you can only do so much by yourself, but eventually you's going to need some help. And I feel so blessed that I was able to be a part of this team. So shout out to Joycey J and Tavi Mo for letting me come and be a part of the team. Uh, fuck you, me. Bringing y'all today a brand new Blacklist episode. Shout out to everybody that taps in on the Blacklist episodes. Y'all are lit. Y'all are amazing. You know I'm going to talk my shit about Space Jam because let's do it. Why not? And I want to get into some new docuseries that dropped as well as this damn uh, 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 Christian preacher that everybody so, so much loves getting this money. A little too much for my taking. Keep listening. New episode dropping right now. Oh yeah, we official. We official like a whistle. First and foremost, I just want to say, damn. It's almost August. I don't know when, where, and why the hell July is flying so goddamn fast, but it is, okay? And it needs to slow the fuck down. It's about to be fall soon. Uh Uh-uh! Because I still got swimsuits I need to wear, okay? I still got bald-headed whole shit I need to do before it get cold out. So summer better relax, period. That's all I know, okay? Ain't nobody got time for that shit. Since it was a little cooler out this past weekend, uh, I ended up having my nephew, so I was in the crib anyway. But I went ahead and watched Space Jam. 
Okay, so Space Jam 2 New Legacy dropped this past weekend, starring the constantly disputed LeBron James. Okay, Zendaya was also in the movie as well. Don Cheely was in the movie. It was a lot of people that had cameos in the movie as well. So for those that are younger and may or may not know, you know, Space Jam initially was uh, a movie created back in the 90s, starring the one of the greatest athletes of all time, Michael Jordan. And it basically tells the tale of how he is sucked into Looney World and this villain wants to take his powers and make him play basketball and lose for the rest of his life in this other world. So Michael Jordan has to assemble a team to defeat the villain so that he cannot take his powers and so that he can go back to Earth. In this Space Two, uh, Space Jam 2, we have almost the same type of similarity, but there are differences. So this is, uh, I would say, a continuation in a sense, or a sequel, I should say. I'm sorry. It's not a continuation. It's a sequel. So a lot of people were feeling like LeBron James was you know, a trash actor and that the movie wasn't that good and, you know, they should have left it alone and that LeBron James should have created his own signature movie and did his own thing in his own right. So for one, let me tell you, this movie is not for fucking adults. I don't know how else I got to flip the script, slice it and dice it to say that, but it ain't for adults. So all of you motherfuckers that are grown, that have seen Space Jam, that got kids of your own, you talk about the movie trash, this and that, if your kids liked it, the mission is complete. I said, if your kids like it, the mission is complete, okay? Y'all are putting too much pressure on expectations that aren't even catered to you. These motherfuckers didn't make this movie for y'all. They made it for the kids, as did Michael Jordan, even though adults really went to go see it because, you know, we're diehard Michael Jordan fans. It just really angered me that everybody was getting on LeBron's case. I don't really know a lot of actors that are are athletes or athletes that try to act that are good. Michael Jordan wasn't good in Space Jam. Are you kidding me? He wasn't good. We gave him a pass because he's Michael Jordan. And you know what? We're going to do the same thing with LeBron. Y'all better start playing in my face. All right. Y'all better still playing in my face. So in this movie, um, you know, like I said, it follows the same type of storyline. But in this case, we have his son actually being involved and going into another world with him and him kind of having to prove to his son how important it is to love yourself. And his son, in return, kind of proved to him how important it is to let somebody love them, love themselves. So I really do think it was dope. We had a lot of cameos that were in the movie, which was really, really, really fire. To me, I think that that was kind of a nod to, you know, um, Warner Brothers letting y'all know they own all this shit. So we saw... Harry Potter, we saw Matrix, we saw Wizard of Oz, The Exorcist, Pennywise, Beetlejuice, King Kong, The Flintstones, Superman, Scooby-Doo, The Jetsons, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. I mean, there was just so much of the cameo shit going on. And I think that's what I was really enjoying. You know what I'm saying? To me, if there was any part of the movie that was for adults, it was for the cameos. They had the mask in the audience. Jim Carrey, the mask. Yes yes okay so those little tidbit moments that 
kids probably wouldn't understand. Those were the moments that were for us, I think. Those were the moments that we were supposed to be like, ooh, 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 there you go right there. Lola Bunny was in Wonder Woman World, you know what I'm saying? They have to go there and, and recruit her, and it was just dope. You know, to me, I feel like it was nicely done. We have to see this type of representation. You know, I'm always talking about representation and how important it is for us to see different depictions of black people, especially when black people get in a position of power and influence. LeBron could have made a movie about anything. This is true. But he did this. And instead of our kids uh, not being able to see a LeBron film, they can, you know, they can and they can actually enjoy it and they don't even have to know who the hell LeBron James is which is really the point of creating a kid's movie to an extent especially if you're having somebody of that significance in it yeah you know it's a kid's movie so it's not really about showing you off it's about enticing the kids they don't give a fuck about that some of them that are older they're like oh my god I love LeBron James he's my idol so yeah of course you know what I'm saying but Anywho, um, I felt like the movie was good on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 9. The only reason I want to give it a 9 is... I think it was too long, to be honest with you. The movie's like two hours, bro. I don't... That's long, G. I'm sorry. My attention span is really, 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 really short these days. So... Once you get past that hour with me, I'm kind of looking at the watch ready for the climax to happen. So that was the only bad thing. But like I said, I loved it. I thought it was really, really, really good. I thought LeBron did his thug dizzle. And again, this is something made for the fucking kids. So get off LeBron's case. He did your shit. Now let's get into the Naomi Osaka netflix docuseries that just premiered as well um these past weekend so there's a netflix docuseries um and it's following her after she won the 2018 u.s open against serena williams so um you know at 23 years old her life has become open for the world to see under a magnifying glass i mean it's hard you know what i'm saying um naomi is naturally very shy which you kind of see within the docuseries and she decided to highlight the importance of mental stability as an athlete which is something that we really should be examining for all celebrities um i'm happy that she's highlighting it more on her because she's younger and we tend to think when we're young we don't fully understand the whole idea of stress and mental strain but we do and when you're that highly ridiculed and always under a magnoscope all the time to that degree how can you not feel ridiculed you know what i'm saying how can you not feel like you're you have enough knowledge to at least know this shit's not healthy for me now i'm contemplating myself which was something she talked about in the series which really really broke my heart you know she was contemplating if she was even good you know she was good enough if she deserved all this praise that she was getting and to me anytime you start doubting yourself there's a problem anytime you start feeling like you're not good at what you've earned there's a problem and you have to re-examine what's causing you to feel like that so you know recently um 
she refused to participate in a press conference during the French Open in May, and that resulted in a $15,000 fine. So she withdrew from both the French Open and the Wimbledon championships. And again, that's just showing you guys the stress on being an athlete, trying to live your life, trying to have a love life, trying to be good at what you do, trying to enjoy all the other perks of what you do, trying to, you know, be good to your family. There's so many elements that go into that. And we tend to not think about athletes as people. We just think of them as these machines that perform. You have all this money. But as the saying goes, money do not equal happiness. I say do not. All right. I say money do not (laughs) equal happiness. It really does not. You know what I'm saying? You can have all the money in the world. And and if you're mentally and emotionally in a very negative space, how can you even enjoy it? Because you're so negative about everything else that's going on in your life. So LeBron James is the executive producer of that docuseries. So shout out to him for being a part of that and bringing that to light. I think that that is so powerful to have, you know, an athlete pray so much to that ability wanting to come in and make sure that her coverage is told the way that it needs to be told. So RIP Kobe Bryant, um, he was actually a very big part of Naomi's training process um, over the years before he passed. And she speaks about that as well in the series. But, you know, she inspired a book that he wrote and just really, you know, just powerful. I mean, I think just as her being a woman, being a young woman, being a Haitian Japanese woman and having already gained the notability of such heavyweights, you know what I'm saying? In the game like that. And for them to believe in her so much that they want to make sure her stories are told, you know, efficiently is just, it's, it's like a big ass compliment. I mean, how can you, you know, not feel important in that aspect but because of all the strain that she's been dealing with she is really contemplating her you know greatness even though we all are here witnessing the greatness before our eyes so if you have opportunity I would definitely suggest that you take a moment to check out the docuseries it's only three episodes so it's not that long they're like an hour each so it's not that long and really give you more insight on her as a person and just the idea of really being mentally stable and how no matter who you are and what you represent or what you do how important it is to be mentally stable um sports illustrated you know did their homage she was recently as well put on the sports illustrated cover as the first haitian and japanese woman so shout out to her In addition to that, we also had Megan Thee Stallion on there. That was the first rapper to be on the cover. And then we have Lena Bloom, who was the first transgender model. So shout out to Sports Illustrated for being more elaborate with the people that they put on the cover. We're in a new day. We're in a new time. So we love to see it. Now, (laughs) y'all knew I was going to talk about this shit. These motherfuckers canceled Lovecraft Country. Mm, I had to crack my neck on that because, baby, I get upset. Canceled Lovecraft Country 
now for those that have been tuned in you know i did an episode on lovecraft country last year during corona during the height of all of the flood of black media that we were getting that along with the pank you know what i'm saying along with p valley i noted as two of the most prominent tv shows black tv shows that were out right now and then i dubbed lovecraft country one of the best black tv shows that came out in the last 10 years so on Twitter, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, E93Robin, you'll always see me commenting on there about stuff. I don't even remember the guy's name, but he was like a writer for Snowfall. And he, you know, was like debating me on that. Like, bitch, you tweaking. That's not a good show. And all these people, Black Twitter, because, you know, Black Twitter do not play, got on my mans. They got on his ass. Like, hey, you tweaking, bro. That's not the case. This is a great show. This is what we love to see. So my thing about this is... We have a very sick relationship with with trauma in America and especially black trauma. And we're always talking about how we don't want to see it no more and we don't want to embrace it no more. And we don't want to live through it because we're still living through it technically in real life. Lovecraft Country to me is one of those shows that reminds us that we are more than our trauma. We are more than our history and in addition to us being more than our history it is our history that fuels us to be more to this very day anytime we have something uplifting and positive anything that reminds us of our internal magic the masses don't like that shit and they canceled this show okay so there's 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 two theories that go into the cancellation of the show so the initial theory is that um Misha Green, who was the creator of the show, um, did not have a continuation storyline set up for the second season. Okay. And you know, the initial show was based off of somebody else's novel, which she, you know, took pieces from, made her own, but it was based off somebody else's work. So she could not continue through that story. Now there's been other shows that have been on HBO that have also went down the same route to where they were initially someone else's you know content that was made into a show and after that first season they had to come up with brand new content so that they could continue could could, ugh, could continue the show they didn't do this for lovecraft country for whatever fucking reason is what's pissing me off you see i'm, I'm getting upset <laughs> i'm getting upset about it got me stuttering and shit because i'm fucking mad that every time we have positivity something that's great that's ours the masses find a way to silence us. So that's what they decide to do. So that's the theory number one right there. Nobody created any more content for the show. It just got canceled. Boo hoo. Okay. Second theory. Misha Green did in fact have content. Did in fact have a blueprint. Did in fact have a storyline that she pitched to HBO. Mind you, this is an HBO show. And this uh, storyline basically was if white supremacy was brown and black supremacy okay okay the the theme of it is supremacy um which would focus on blacks and minorities being in power and white people having very little if any freedom in any places to live after the cancellation misha did in fact tweet a blueprint for this plot for the show and stated that she did, in fact, have content. Which makes me think that 
she showed them this and they went ahead and canceled her because they was like, bitch, you out your rabbit head mind. We're not about to let you put that out there on this HBO network that's seen by hundreds and thousands of people everywhere. We're not going to condone it. Now, to me, this makes sense as to why Issa Rae did not continue Insecure. Even though she's saying she wants to do other things, which, you know, I agree. Obviously, you're more than Insecure. That's not the tip of the iceberg for you. But I'm pretty sure that Issa Rae and her team were well aware of the Lovecraft cancellation before we knew about it because her show does stream on there. You know, black people, we talk. If we all at work together, you know what I'm saying, we all communicating. And I'm sure that that put a sour taste in her mouth about being under the HBO umbrella knowing that they went ahead and canceled this black tv show because they just didn't want to continue it nor give misha the exposure that she deserves to continue telling her story mind you all right the whack-ass emmys is coming up and i really hope y'all boycott the emmys and the oscars and all this shit we really need to stop fucking watching it i don't watch it okay I go online the next day, maybe, and I'll see who are the winners because you can do that because clearly, you know, they get enough viewers to keep sponsoring the shit. But stop fucking watching it. That's how these corporations keep getting their money and they keep getting all these things that happen year after year and we keep wondering why the fuck is still going on because people are still watching it and they're getting viewerships. And when you get viewerships, you get sponsorships, they're going to pay you that bread and it's a whole cycle that goes into play with that, okay? But... The Emmys are going to be dropping and Lovecraft Country actually was nominated for 18 Emmys. Yeah, 18, baby. 18 Emmys after being canceled. So the proof is in the pudding right there. Not to mention that their season finale was the highest viewed season finale of a show on HBO Max. There were like 3.5 million people that tuned in to the season finale. So, I mean, (laughs) the proof is in the pudding. But this is the racist as America that we live in. This is why it's important for us to support black networks and independent networks, up and coming networks. This is why we have to start, you know, pitching our stuff to them because these corporations, they don't give a fuck. I said they don't give a fuck about us. All right, moving along, let's get into Joel Osteen. Now, I am not big on religion, all right? Um, As far as Christianity goes, I do believe in God. I do believe in a higher power. You know, I do believe in heaven and hell to an extent that I'm I'm not going to lie about. But I am not keen on Christianity and particularly with terms of slavery and how it was used to manipulate my people, okay, and instill false narratives and values in us that we still hold on to this very day. I always think about how my my parents made me get baptized and then after that, I like never went to church. So it always made me wonder, like, what was the whole point of me even getting fucking baptized if I wasn't going to follow up with all of the other practices that go into, I don't know, being a child of God, if you will, or being saved, if you will. That's the thing about God and spirituality and getting the word and, and, and understanding your purpose. You don't need to go to this temple to be close to God. You don't need to get in this water to be close to God either. And you don't need to patronize some blue-eyed white man on TV making so much money 
Okay, you don't you don't need to be listening to the shit that he's telling you about Christianity and about your religion, thinking that that's going to suffice the word. So Joel Osteen is a pastor. Um, I remember just seeing him on BET all the time. He got a lot of play on BET, boy. Um, And just other, you know, info commercial stations. And he's a famous pastor. He's like mega church. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. I don't even know because I don't give a fuck. But I want to talk about the fact that he has a $325,000 Ferrari. All right. He's also worth a hundred fucking million dollars. That's his net worth. That's what he's worth. Okay. And then he received $4.4 million in PPP loans during the pandemic. Hold the fucking phone. Hold the fucking phone. So churches are tax exempt. I don't know if you knew that. Maybe you did. Which means they ain't got to pay no taxes. But the thing that fucks me up about this situation is that this motherfucker was already rich. He was already making money prior to the pandemic. And if you really want to get technical about it, being a church sermon, because you're doing a lot of things online, kind of makes you essential to to the fact that it's not really affecting you too much. Yeah, you can't have people physically come to the church to pay those those ties, you feel me, to give those ends like you need. But you still got your shit streaming all over the world, which he in fact is still getting money on the back end. Oh, four point four million dollars. Oh, yes, it was approved. Absolutely. It was approved. Now, you know, when you do these PPP loans, you know, everybody been getting into the slammer for this. If you did your shit wrong, you better hope and pray they don't backtrack. All right. But you're supposed to have a business plan for this. And you're supposed to be able to tell them how you're going to divvy up all this money, what it's going to be used for. So the only numbers that were released in regards to what it was going to be used for was that it was going to employ and keep employed 368 people in addition to keeping the lights on at a few mega churches now this doesn't even cover all of the locations that fall under this whole joel olstein branch this is just a few locations that are um in or around the mega church and a few other i i, I guess areas why are y'all listening to this white man? Why are y'all putting all this money in this white man pocket? I ain't heard shit about Joel Osteen doing shit, sh- sharing shit. What type of salary? Huh? 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 It's just a lot of questions. Okay? It's a lot of questions I have about that. But the main thing that fucks me up is this whole blanket of Christianity. This whole idea of us using religion to save a motherfucker. Oh, because they're because he's a pastor, he just wouldn't do it. Y'all know pastors do fucked up shit. Okay? <laughs> Hello. We know pastors do fucked up shit. We know that they can be fucked up people. But it, it really irks me that. He was able to get this much money for a PPP loan during this pandemic as if he wasn't worth $100 million or driving this $325,000 Ferrari. Nigga, you need some money. You need to sell that motherfucking car. Uh, What God say? You can't take these belongings with you. You can't take this shit with you. What you need a damn $300,000 Ferrari for? You supposed to be driving to church. You going to the club after this? You riding down Lakeshore Drive? I just want to know, bro. I just want to know. Got these fat-ass mansions? Listen, when I be seeing shit like this, this type of shit that made me feel like I need to go ahead and give me a little church and, you know, give me some ends. Because how? How? 
How is this happening? I really want y'all to start taking more <laughs> more time to understand the messages that you're receiving and understand who you're receiving the messages from. Just because this man is standing under a cross and he's on TV, that don't mean he right. And that don't mean that nigga know everything. For one, let's just be honest, God is black. So uh, Jesus is black. All right. So we all know that's the first lesson that they done taught us in regards to the Bible. So why do we continue to listen to these white people teaching us about religion, how we're supposed to love ourselves, how we're supposed to live these righteous lives when they're not living righteous at fucking all. They're living dirty and foul as fuck. Crazy, crazy shit. Lastly, but not least, I want to give my condolences to Haiti, okay, because they have been experiencing a lot of treachery and just negativity. But the Haitian president was assassinated um, on July 7th. CNN.com reported that he was killed in his home, uh, Javanel Moise. He was killed in his home early on July 7th. And the police also stated that a couple hours before he was killed, he actually called the police station and told them that they were shooting outside of his fucking house. No police came, of course, because you know how that go, how that goes. And he was he was assassinated a couple hours later. So upon arriving to the scene, police noticed that his wife was injured. Um, she was there as well. So sending my love to her, Martine Moyes was there. So she was wounded and she was in the hallway. Javanel was shot 12 times with two bullets in his forehead and the rest going through his body so they broke into his home and called out assassinated him there's a lot of things that are going on right now in haiti and we're not aware of it because we live here and we don't think that, that it matters but there's wars going on everywhere you know and you never know about what's going to happen why it's happening how did they let the president get assassinated like that to me is just like fucked up and it's just like some movie shit but it also lets me know that the government there doesn't give a fuck about the government i should say um if that made sense how it should have made sense the government doesn't give a fuck about the government and they're just allowing things to happen uh things are getting overruled people are getting mistreated and murdered and it's just it's just downright fucked up um they do have someone in custody christian Emmanuel um Sanon so he's a Haitian born doctor from Florida and he is one of the key suspects in the assassination so I just wanted to send my condolences to Haiti and to um Mr. Moise's wife um Martine um and their family this is just an unfortunate situation and anytime a president is assassinated especially a black man is murdered I can't help but feel for that so sending my love and light to all of you and that is blacklist people okay i told y'all we was gonna have a couple things to get to today and i appreciate you for sticking with me all the way to the end to hear as always you guys can tune in with me next week i'll be dropping some more live episodes for you guys in addition to my interviews i just dropped two interviews this week rich chris was last i'm sorry rich chris is the interview before this <laughs> and then before that i have miss orlandina balon who is a fitness uh, body weight 
bodybuilder. Um, she's a 20 year plus educator in the health and fitness world. So make sure you guys tap into those interviews, lock in, get some of that knowledge with those dope people. They really are amazing. And I've been trying to bring a lot of cool people on. As always, sending love and light to everybody, man. Stay black. Stay beautiful. Peace out. I was just bullshitting. And you know this, man.